Too crazy for Boys Town. Too much of a boy for Crazy Town. The child was an outcast. Don't put on the show. Freaking win the game. Don't put on the show. You win the game. Don't put on the show. You win the game. Don't put on the show. You freaking win the game. You don't put on the show. You win. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. You want to be a thug. You want to smoke weed and play cars all night, punk. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Welcome back to Not Here to Argue, episode 754. I am here. Super Producer Jam is here. But there's something that I'd like to tell you first. Two things. There's two things that I would like to tell you first. One, I'm still waiting for whoever put that PS5 on my door to show your face. I haven't forgotten about that. That's one. And two, you people pretty much ate underdog out of house and home. They're not giving away any more PS5s. I just want people to know that. Like, we gave one to fold my socks. Gave one to taste some Skittles. Somebody put one under under uh, my doormat. Um, but no more. No more. It ends today. Underdog Fantasy prides themselves, you know, listening to their customers. A company of faith. You know what I mean? And listen, they heard you loud and clear. There'll be no more fun. There'll be no more... Uh, Sending Trilly to the playoff games to watch the Hawks whoop up on the Eastern Conference. And again, no more PS5s. I wanted to, to get that part out of the way early. But, but, and I, I do have to say this by law, I have to apologize. Underdog wants me to apologize, right, for having too much fun on the show. The PS5, the, the yada, 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 it's not important. But they're going to do something to make this better, Jam. They better. That's- Ask me what. What are they going to do? I'm going to tell you what they're going to do. They feel so bad about this. They're going to give you, I mean, not you. You already signed up, but uh, oh, maybe you. But they're going to give whoever's listening to this right now $25. If you go sign up and deposit right now. Now, you got a couple options with that $25. You can trick it off on my terrible picks. I would I put a star by that one or like bold that one. Like that would be, uh, you know, you go in a restaurant and it's like, this is uh, the popular favorite. And they put it by put it in red font or something like that. That's the one I would put in like red font. You could do that. You could enter the fantasy football tournament where first place pays a million dollars, a million dollars. And there are no waivers, no injury concerns, no lineup setting, no bad trade offers, no fun. You just draft it. That's it. You just draft the team. They do the rest for you after you draft it. And it's not really like other you know daily fantasy sites where you have no chance to win. Uh, that's my job. I have no chance to win here. But if you know football, you know, at all, you can really walk away with a million bucks. So there's that. You get that million, you fade my picks, turn that into two million, three million. So the choice is yours. We'll leave it to you. You know what I'm saying? You just got to go to Underdog Fantasy, sign up, promo code TRILL, and again, they will give you $25 when you deposit. $25, yeah. Not bad. We'll get to it later. 
I missed all my picks from yesterday. I'm shot. I'm shot. You missing picks? I know, right? I didn't get a single one right. Those bastards at the risk team. I, I don't even want to. I don't even know if I'm gonna say or permit those words on here anymore. I just don't know how I. I think they just throw off the whole vibe. You say everybody tenses up. You hear risk team. What's the risk? So I don't. No more risk team. Um, until I inevitably curse them out. Probably about thirty minutes from now. Maybe 30, 40 minutes from now. But the playoffs heating up, Jam. Oh yeah. We got past like the I like the first round. I've always liked the first round. Just like three, four games on every single night is something that is enjoyable to me. I understand how it might not be for everybody, but it is enjoyable for me. So I like this time. And now we're getting to you go from first round to second round. You still have multiple games on every night. Like you get the conference finals, you're just one game every other night. Now you're still getting two, maybe three. And I feel like we saw some uh, some good games last night. The people we have seen, and I've already seen, we'll talk about the future games, which they have seen, but I haven't seen. Like, we got Denver-Phoenix. Last night, Phoenix uh, went up one zip. But I'll say, I, it's really something to and about Denver. I, like, they just, I don't know if it's Michael Malone or just the players they go after. It's like if they get to like a game six or seven, they're going to show up. Like you don't have to be like, oh, man, the Nuggets laid an egg in a big game six. Like they lost that game seven to Portland two years ago, won two game sevens last year, won a game six this year, and were promptly smacked down by Devin Booker. But that, I mean, it's really neither here nor there. Um, I was worried like what Aiton would do against the Lakers. Like, I just didn't think they had the, like the depth, the depth behind him. And it didn't matter. Like Andy Davis didn't play. Uh, Montrez Harrell didn't play. He wasn't hurt, but he just didn't play. <laughs> um, so now Monty Williams is doing, and I, I think it's smart. Anytime Jokic comes out, Aiton comes out. It's like, the only reason you're here is to guard it. Like we're not even going to tr- pretend like Kaminsky or Dario Saric on him. If we get to that point, it's like like NFL teams that just don't have like a backup quarterback. It's like if we get that far, we're fucked anyway. So we don't we, we don't practice fucked. So Jokic had 22 points on 13 of 23 shooting. So 22 points, 23 shots. He had three assists to four turnovers. And he didn't uh, he didn't go to the free throw line at all last night. Now that's about as good defensively as you can do. Keep him from assisting. Keep him from getting to the line. If he's going to make shot, or he's going to take shots, make him work for him. Twenty-two points on twenty-three shots, and I, if Aiden keeps us up, man, like this, it looks different. But I think this is like a, we're watching Aiden take a leap. Like you know, what I'm saying I feel like most leaps we see, like last year when Jamal averaged thirty points in the against the Jazz or whatever, we see like a guy go off or hit a game winning shot. I feel like this is just kind of Aiden just being solid everywhere. And show like he's hitting the boards every night. He's defending every night. Layups, putbacks, all that every single night. And it's like, oh boy, one of their big, one of their only questions was like, what's he gonna be in the playoffs? And he has been, I think he's been comfortably their second best player. Um behind Mikhail Bridges. But 
No, it's 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 fascinating because it's like if you people went too far the other way on like the big man, like oh yeah, you don't pay a big man thirty million dollars, and then we saw last year where it was it was Jokic, it was Bam, it was AD. Like you need one of those thirty million dollar. The big man's yeah. the most important position in the game. Like if you can have a big man who can guard, like it's just finding that big man is difficult. And so sure you can waste $15 million a year on Biznak Biombo. That's sure. a bad decision. But if you can find your guy, like it changes the entire way you can play. And Aiton, I think it's interesting. He's like, he doesn't need to be the dominant scorer. Like that's just not right. his role, but he's right. solid. They he's played the exact that- same minutes and was the Suns were plus 13 in the, in the Jokic Aiton minutes. And he just mm-hmm. needs to be a solid rebounder, solid defender and like get his easy buckets around the rim. Yeah, I mean, that's what he's doing. I remember, I think it was Zach Lowe talked about, it was like there was, people were really hesitant on Aiton because it was like, what, everybody in the NBA wants to put somebody into a box. So it's like, what is he, he's not the athlete AD is. He's not the defender that Embiid is. He's not the offensive player eight. So it's like, what, what's he going to do? And Zach Lowe pointed out, it's like, if things go right, he might be able to do like just a little bit of everything. Like just a little bit of pick and roll little bit of pick and pop can play some defense in the like can defend the rim can move his feet now i wouldn't call him like he's not like a you know facilitator or anything but not a selfish player like the ball doesn't stick in his hands uh i do think he's just got to get to the line more he just got to get more fit because i like the points are right there it was one last night he like went out of the way to do a reverse to not get fouled and i was like i think you probably would have just got fouled if you just went straight up but yeah, he's been he, he's been great. Chris Paul looked great last night. I don't know if his shoulder is just back now. Like he looked back to his old tricks. He had like five, like five consecutive big shots in the fourth quarter, and he played better game one yesterday, or shot better at least than he did in any game in the Lakers series. So I don't. I mean, that's six, seven days off between the layoff had to help him out. I don't know what it's going to look like going forward. His didn't seem to be like a rest type injury. It seemed to be like a you need either surgery or like months of rest. But he's looked good. Who uh, like what? Suns are up one zip. But who do you think takes this series? Because I had I had Suns before. I think it's the Suns. I just I look keep every time I look at the Nuggets roster and just see that Austin Rivers is getting thirty minutes a game. Yeah, I just I just find it hard to believe. Like they just don't have the guard play, and it feels like Jokic has to have a monster game for four out of the next six games now. And it's just he's capable, and the Nuggets certainly played better with their backs against the wall, but. It's like Devin Booker didn't have a the greatest performance. I mean, a pretty efficient game he one, but fine, only, yeah. only 21 points. Like it wasn't a huge star performance for the Suns, and right. they were able to get a like a win, a nice team win. There's no team win for the Nuggets. There's the Jokic no. has a huge game and then <laughs> rinse and repeat, do that four times. And so I think the Suns have this one. Yeah, it's like I, I noticed yesterday the Nuggets were kind of trying to like it was Aaron Gordon on Booker. So they would kind of try to go like to Aaron Gordon, have him post up a smaller Booker, I guess, kind of try to tire him out, which I get it. Like you want to make him work on both ends to tire him out. But if I'm the Suns, it's just like, hey, listen, any shot that Jokic doesn't take is a good like any any decision that he doesn't Jokic doesn't make is a good. We'll, we'll take that. We'll live with the consequences. It's like the Austin Rivers. Like I just. 
Compazzo, Austin Rivers, and Monte Morris are the guards for the Nuggets now. And in game one, they went eight for 26 combined. They were four for 14 from three, and they only got to the free throw line three times combined. None of those guys is like spacing the floor. None of those guys is getting to the line. I, I feel like all competent defenders, like I feel like Austin Rivers is scrappy enough. Compazzo is frisky enough. But it's just like those are your three guards, and you're going up against like Booker, Chris Paul, and a guard oriented play. Like it, it just feels like a, a bad matchup. But I think this is like maybe a more traditional, like, the Michael Porter Jr. breakout series. Because, like, he, he's got Mikael Bridges. Bridges went from LeBron to Michael Porter Jr., which has got to be, like, all right, just pushing a 100-pound stone <laughs> up a hill, and then you show up one day. It's like, you only got to uh, push a 42-pound stone up the hill. It's like, hey, this ain't bad. This ain't bad. I just feel this like... This is like walking downhill. Yeah, this, this is... Uh, give me the 100-pound stone. No, um... Like, I don't, Michael Porter, he's just such a good shooter. I think that's what kind of, tri- he's like the, I think he's the biggest pure shooter I've seen, like, may, only shooter since like Durant in terms of like a guy that's legitimately 6'11, seven foot tall. Towns, maybe, I guess Towns is probably up there, but it's, it's rare. But like Michael Porter, he gets his shots. He don't really get to the free throw line. Though. He, like, he don't get the, he don't attack or create for others. So that's still like a lot of responsibility for Jokic. Porter took 11 free throws the whole Portland series. Six games. He's taking two free throws a game. So he's not getting to the line. That's not easy points. Your guards just, I can't, they're overmatched, I should say. All those guys would probably be good bench guards, but they shouldn't be starting for you in the second round of the the playoffs. And Jamal Murray's healthy. Are they the favorites to come out of the West? I think so. Like, there were, like, rumors people saying it's like hey watch out you know they could you know win the west i saw some people say they could win the finals i was like ah let's just see and like the seven eight games between they got like aaron gordon and jamal they were cooking man and now you look at like the way it's shook out like there are no lakers like you don't have to knock off the giant that beat you last year jazz maybe but i feel like the nuggets would feel Confident. I'm not saying they could beat them, but a healthy Nuggets team would definitely feel confident against the Jazz. And now it's, I don't know. I think they, would you be surprised if they won the series? Like, I think the Suns are going to win. But if if Jokic just averaged 35, 14, and eight assists for like all seven and they won, would you be like, that wouldn't surprise me. He's that caliber of player. No, nothing Jokic does surprises me at this point. Also, Will Barton may be mm-hmm. on his way back. P.J. Dozier is on his way back now. I'm not saying those are series changers, but just an upgrade in just guys are putting on the floor. So maybe Monte Morris is playing 15 minutes a game. I was like, listen, Monte Morris went one for 10 last night. I think you can say it's an upgrade. I think it's fair to say he had like one like really good game last uh, round against the Lakers. But this man, you think they could have used a guy like Torrey Craig? Probably. I mean, I don't know if he changes much because it's they still need guard depth, but it, like, I mean, but he's another he's a body and he's a defender that's not five foot two like Compazzo or weighs one hundred and twelve pounds like Monty Morris. And they had him. The Bucks had Tory Craig and the Nuggets had him. 
and both just let him go. And again, he's not not that he's going to win finals MVP or anything, but it's like if you can just pick up a playoff rotation, you can just add a player like for nothing. Like you think the Mavericks wouldn't have killed for like Tory Craig or like some anybody who could move their feet defensively? I mean, there's a lot of players the Mavericks would kill for. <laughs> I think the Mavericks would deal for every <laughs> every single player in the league would upgrade the Mavericks roster situation. And in fact, I was going to talk about it later, but I kind of want to talk about it now. Can you give me the uh, can you give me the Mavericks uh, salary cap situation? Yes, sir. Because I was going to pick a random team to talk like they lost and talk about their future. But now I think I want to talk about the Mavericks, man, because I just don't know what is. I just don't know what the plan is. We're looking at the Mavericks salary cap situation right now. So for Zingas next three years after this year 30 well this year is done for them so he's a 31 33 36 million with a player option with a player option and he's with upset because Luke, that darn luke is a ball hog what's I, luke man, doing taking all those shots i can see both i don't know if that one's like a, they got beef on the court like the style of play just didn't mesh or if it's like personalities or because i can see both like if you're poor zingas you're like hey I, like i came here to be you know, the second all-star, and I don't even really get to touch the ball. I got I got a spot up in the corner. And if you're Luca, it's like, listen, if you did more shit when I passed you the ball, I, you, I'd let you touch it some more. You might get to dribble right, dribble left. I might let you, you know what I'm saying, shoot a couple above the break threes. So I, I get both sides, but I don't, I don't know what they're doing with that. Like, I don't know who's signing up to take that contract. They got Tim Hardaway Jr., who's solid, but he can also just walk for nothing. Unrestricted. J.J. Redick, who I, I don't feel like I heard his name during the – did he play? Like, I really don't – DNP. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't feel like I, I don't remember hearing his name, like, once. DNP, human trafficking. Mmm, that damn Redick. Um, but they got – like, Dwight Powell, fine enough player. Maxi Kleber, fine enough player. Maxi Kleber was defending Kawhi Leonard. You don't want a fine enough player defending Kawhi Leonard. He's Kawhi Leonard. So Reddick's probably out. Richardson, I don't – I feel like he's probably – like it, it just wasn't a good year for him. I just feel like even if he's like, I don't know if I can get that, maybe I can get more long-term or get a better situation. Luka is about to be paid. This is He just finished his third year, so he's eligible for an extension. Finney Smith is solid. Finney Smith is like for what he is, what he does, what he makes. But he's he's on the last year. Right. So after that, you're going to have to repay him. Bobon, you bring in like, like was the Bobon experiment a success or any of these young guys taking a leap like Josh, which I like Josh Green, Tyrell Terry. I like these guys, but them taking a leap is not guaranteed. So Taylor Brunson's a solid player. Like, yeah, now, yeah, Brunson's good. But look. Last year, here's the time to pay him too. So now it is. I guess I feel like it's three years in. It's time to pay Luca, and I still I don't think they know what type of team to build around him. I guess that's my big. Like you're not gonna figure it out in three years. I get that, but it's like what's the? He can get anybody an open shot. So you want some shooters, but. You're supposed to put three and D guys around him. They was playing zone, man. They played Porzingis and Boban. Like, the shooters are streaky. Nobody, Brunson, 
can handle the ball, but I I do feel like they need another like scoring threat off the because Luca just ha- he has to do everything, and I don't think it's like a selfish nature. Uh, selfish nature. I thought it was just, like I, I've never thought of James Harden as a selfish player. I feel like it's like the offense is like you do everything. That's what's best for this team. We don't want PJ Tucker running pick and roll. You run the pick and roll, pass to him in the corner. But I don't know where the Mavericks go from here because I don't think they have a pick this year. No, their pick's going to the Knicks. Yeah, to the Knicks. One of the Porzingis picks. So they don't have a pick. They, because the hold for Luca and Porzingis, they don't really have cap space. Like they, I mean, you could get creative, of course, if somebody says they're coming. But like if Tim Hardaway Jr. and Josh Richardson opt out, and just like, you just lost two wings and you're already short on wings, man. Like you bringing back Berea, like what for Dorian Finney Smith can only do so much. So it's like, I don't know about the Donnie Nelson, the GM that built this team. I've, I've long been on the Rick Carlisle trick y'all team. It's just another year, another first round exit, another non playoff series win from Rick Carlisle since they won the championship. We're looking at free agents here now. And get, like get some guys that can help them, but when when do the Mavericks ever get free agents? When them, they had to kidnap DeAndre Jordan, like Chris Paul, I don't think Chris Paul leaves. Kawhi would be Kawhi and, and Luca would be all right. I'd I'd sign up for that if I was a Dallas Maverick. Um, Conley would help. Larry would help. I don't know if they leave. DeRozan, just in terms of, he's not a shooter, but just another ball handler. Like, Luka just doesn't have to do everything. Um, And after that, it gets slim real quick, man. Like, you going to bet on Otto Porter Jr.? You want Dennis Schroeder to be that other ball handler? It's wild that Otto Porter Jr. made $26 million this year. It's not that wild because it's an NBA contract, but still. The wildest part, that contract that just ended, if the Wizards would have just let him go to, I think, the Nets, we wouldn't have the Nets as we currently see it. They wouldn't have any cap space. I mean, unless Otto Porter's just really just cool guy, Otto Porter. Like, he just gets all the the superstars to sign there. Um, it was like Lon- Lonzo would help. They're not getting him. Lou Will, four years ago, would be great. Then it's a lot of P.J. Tucker, D. Rose, Robin Lope, like – the answer, Laurie Malkinen, it, <laughs> tall European white. Man, oh, man. Fits it's in complete, with the culture. Uh, triple Towers. Uh, <laughs> look, Danny Tice in there. Daniel Tice. I, I believe in Daniel Tice, but I'm clearly biased. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, so I just don't – like Carlisle, I don't – it's not his fault because, again, this is the roster he has to work with, but – at a certain point, like I, I just feel like every time we hear Rick Carr, oh, he won the finest coaches, he won the best we have. Okay, you can't figure out a way to get out of the first round after you squandered the end of Dirk. Like, you know what I'm saying? I thought you, I thought you was that guy. I th- he's fine, but it does like if they go come back next year and Porzingis, Donnie Nelson, and Rick Carlisle are still Mavericks. That just doesn't feel like a recipe for it just doesn't feel like this team oh they just didn't have enough time together they just need to gel a little more i just don't think they're very good i just don't think they're very good and i don't know who they here's the question though yeah is every team that's like not the top five just screwed this offseason i mean looking at that free agent list it's not like there's a 
a lot of talent. Like no. are the the middling teams, like my Celtics, like the the teams that are like trying to get into that upper tier. Not mm. a lot of avenues to really upgrading the roster. It seems like in this off season. No, and people were banking on that. It was supposed to be the summer, like where everybody could have been a free agent. It was LeBron, AD, Giannis. Drew, Paul George, all these guys could have been free agents and all of them signed. So now we're left with Chris Paul, who, if he even opts out, I don't think he leaves. Kawhi, I don't think he leaves. Conley, I don't think he leaves. I could see Lowry leaving. I could, see, but like Philly or something, I don't think he's going to Dallas. No, Lowry's either going to Miami or Philly. And yeah, like, those feel like the, or, his situation. I was, or back, like I would, they kept him. They might just be like, hey, you just want to run this back? Like we just had a year from hell. You're one of the best players in our franchise history. Maybe we just run it back. So I think probably one of those three teams. Like, is Danny Green? Is he changing the trajectory of literally anybody at this point? Is Lonzo like the biggest impact free agent? I think now if you go, if, I don't know if if you can sort them by restricted. There's a couple restricted guys. I think the restricted market is where it's gonna uh, be a. Because I know John Collins is there. I know Lonzo is there. Here we go. Markinen. Malik Monk. Yikes. It's, it's thin there, too. Shit. Jared Allen. I don't think he leaves, though. Devontae Graham is solid. Gary Trent is solid. Bruce Brown. Okay, so it's a couple. Hamadou. It's a couple solid pieces. Taylor Horton Tucker. But, again, all those guys are restricted. You come in with, like, a fair offer, the team would just be like, yeah, thanks. I'll match it and keep it. So... But you, someone's going to do it. Someone has to throw a bag. Like, that's the way – like, the Hawks did it this year with Bogey, and it mm-hmm. worked out. Like, that's – if you want to make an impact and, like, really improve your roster, you have to overpay someone like Lonzo Ball or John Collins. Yeah. Like, that's the only – like, the only way you're adding talent uh, this offseason, if it's not through a trade, that's the way you're, at, like, doing it through free agency. Yeah. I feel like so – you said, like, the non-top five teams. For a lot of them, it depends – like – Boss, a good bit of y'all's issues would be solved, like just getting healthy. You can just literally just get and keep people on. Same for the Lakers, right? Like they're out, but if they can just get healthy, they'll be back in the mix. But it's like the like the Mavericks need a like a talent infusion. Bad. Portland, Portland needs a talent infusion. Um, you look at like the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, like they're, I feel like they're right on schedule. Right, of course they'd like to add, you know, sign Kawhi Leonard, trade for Bradley Beal. You'd like to do those things, but they feel on schedule. The Grizzlies need to make a trade. The Grizzlies have like the best seven through fifteen man like roster in the league. Yeah, and I think that's where it's interesting because they've also shown it's like okay, one we have them, two we've shown we can keep getting them. So if we trade these, we can just we'll just find another, we'll just draft another Xavier Tillman in the second round. Gorgian. Corgi Dang was the highest played paid Grizzly this year. And and the wild thing about that is he plays for the Spurs. That's the <laughs> why that's the chaos. Uh but Balanciun is going to his last year. He he'll need to be extended. He's been good. They're not paying Dion Waiters this year anymore, which is good because I didn't know they were ever paying <laughs> Dion Waiters. Justice went, I think that's a team option. So that can I feel like they might even pick that up just like tradable salary. Like you somebody you trade it and then decline. The, I don't know how that well, like the dates on that, but like Melton, Kyle Anderson, Ja, Triple J, 
uh Grayson Allen's look good, Brandon Clark, Desmond Bain, like they've they're one of those like if Luca looked at this roster, Luca would be like, I will take literally anybody. Like whoever y'all are willing to give up. Like y'all, y'all willing to give uh Tillman, Xavier Tillman will play 48 minutes a game on the Mavericks. If I'm the Trailblazers, mm-hmm. am I not sure to putting like trading CJ for like three of these guys? Because they have like they have to make some sort of change. Like, how many times are they gonna run back Dame and CJ and just have it not work? Listen, it's been nine. I don't know why 10 would be uh I don't know why they would switch it up this time. I'm I've been kicking around. I'm trying to get McCollum to New York just because I feel like like Julius Randle needs a perimeter like playmaker around him. He can't be the he show he can't be the number one creator. It's fine. Get somebody else. I think McCollum is like attainable about that level like any better they're not going to trade him. Um I just don't know what Portland would get back from unless they want like some of those Mavs picks. Like the Knicks don't exactly have overwhelming talent. Yeah, like unless they want Alec Burks, some Reggie uh, Bullock. Now, that, the Knicks are my uh, my Kemba destination. Bring him home, baby. Bronx, well, what, Bronx what's, boy. The, what's the deal? What's the trade? Whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> Literally anything. You're right. They don't have players to trade. Like I, um, no. they, like it would have to be some of the picks they've acquired. Um, but then, are the Knicks going to really give up picks to take on Kemba? Like that doesn't make any sense. No, I think the Knicks like would give up picks to get CJ. But that's what I'm saying. I think y'all gonna have to come with some picks. Oh yeah, definitely. I think probably two. I think it's two years left of that deal. Yeah. I th- yeah. I, I feel like one for each year. Uh, more than fair, you might could sucker the Knicks for one, and because the way they went out, like you guys really, he's from there. Did you guys know he was he was born in that state? Um, but I don't know, Philly, Atlanta. So far, so good. So far, so good. I was terrified. I was like, if Embiid plays, they're just gonna lose, and I don't think it'll be particularly close. And Embiid played, and it wasn't particularly close. All right. Hawks won. Hawks won like the first 45 minutes resoundingly. The last three were a catastrophe. <laughs> until, they, until they broke out that full corpus press. The-, I, the Hawks were baffled. Herder was like, what the hell is this? Like, wh- he's supposed to stay on the other side of that line. Um, How dare they harass yeah, me on my, on my out, side of the court? Yeah, ref. Uh but the thing about like game one, one Doc Rivers and his all bench units, God bless him. I I think it's my favorite Doc Rivers staple, him just deciding like Glenn, Big Baby Davis, Josh Smith, Lou Will, and Jamal Crawford. Uh was just like, yeah, now let's just play them for the second quarter and see how things go. Because every single Philadelphia starter had a positive plus minus, all five of them. That's Every crazy. single Hawks starter was zero or negative, was neutral or worse. Right? That makes every single Philly starter positive. Every single Hawk starter negative to neutral. MB was a plus thirteen in thirty-eight minutes, and without him, they were a minus seventeen in ten minutes. Price Hill, Price on yeah. ten of those minutes. Dwight Howard minus fifteen in eight minutes. Yes, like. These are the uh, <laughs> this is how thin the margins of like a playoff series 
are like are and can be and like they figured out okay the pressure throws off the hawks but how like legit how often can you do that you can't do that for 48 minutes like and when are you gonna throw it up like randomly when their bench units come in because by the end like bogdan they were getting good looks bogdanovich hit one or two of them but the thing with a press like you're basically one good pass away from a wide open look so it's like how often are you gonna do that they hit a couple of these presses are you gonna do yourself or put yourself in a bigger hole like i think they're gonna have to play matisse thibel more to defend Trey Young because Danny Green didn't work. But Matisse was a, a minus, I think, 12, 11 or 12 in like 20 minutes. It just makes him that much easier to defend. So I don't know because I, I, I did think Embiid would be the trump card and he played, played well. But he's like, it, it, I think him suiting up just very much masked the fact it's like he has a torn minute. Like this is not a. He didn't bump his knee on the, the coffee table. He has a torn meniscus. A man is 280, 300 pounds and is trying to finish this round so he can go on and play another round, so he can go on and play another round. He's and not just playing. playing. He's diving on the floor to yeah. try to commit like he, fouls at the end of the game. He's getting fouled. He's playing 36, 38 minutes. He's playing offense, defense. He's grabbing rebounds. But I didn't. he doesn't have... Like I, I feel like they put passes over Embiid's head more, like like touch pass or like lobs because he can't verticality's never been his thing. But he's not before he just jump up and just break it up. And now I feel like I don't know if it's like he's hesitant or he doesn't want to brace the jump or he's like I know I got to pick my spots. So that's it. Like so, like if Trey keeps getting like the floaters and the lob passes and all that, I think that could be there all round. Trey showed zero hesitation throwing the most ambitious lob in clutch situation right over Joel Embiid. That was that was yeah. wild. I that's what I love about Trey, man. Trey will he and what gives me hope he's done better from last year to this year because last year it was only like he was like I want to bring the house down three. Like we're up four points with fifty two seconds left. We should probably just hold it out. But I know if I can get this lead up to seven, the clouds will go wild. And he misses it with 22 seconds left. They're going back the other way. But he still has that in him. He's like, I wonder if I can nutmeg this guy, if I can get this <laughs> between like Ben Simmons' arm and Matisse Thibault's, uh head. So he he's adventurous. He's adventurous. So looking forward to that. I hope DeAndre, if DeAndre Hunter comes back and is somewhat healthy, the Hawks got a chance. Because DeAndre Hunter is not Solomon Hill. He's definitely not. And one of those players is good. And one of them is Solomon Hill, respectfully. So if you can get DeAndre Hunter in there, that's less Solomon Hill minutes. That's a good thing. Like who, who you got in this? Like knowing Hawks are up one zip. How do you think the rest of this series plays out? I, I, they, the Hawks had a crazy first half, and they just had mm-hmm. the Sixers had no answer for Trey Young. I don't know why. Doc put Danny Green on him. Um, that <laughs> seems like a mistake. Like when you have the self-proclaimed defensive player of the year, True. you might want to put him on uh, the best offensive player on the court. You have Matisse Tybel, you might want to put him on the best defensive pl- or best offensive player in the court. Mm. It's like the thing about the playoffs. How long have we known that like the best teams have a uh, playoff rotation that's eight men deep? Like you just don't <laughs> like the. Right. Once you go beyond that, it's probably not going to well. So it's like it's very Doc- shaky. Yeah. Is Doc Rivers going to make adjustments? I would certainly hope so. Um, 
but the, the Hawks are already in the driver's seat. Like they already took back home court. Like even if they lose game two, they're going back having to win three out of five with three home games. And the way the Hawks are playing just with the, like the role in ability of Capella and the shooters around them. If, if mm-hmm. like John Collins keeps knocking down threes like this, the Hawks are dangerous. I just like, they, they did it up against the league's best defense in the Knicks and did it from game one against like, it's I just two. don't know how you really slow them down. I think either the Knicks are two and Philly was three or back or vice versa. But in back-to-back rounds, they played two top three defenses and have looked comfortable getting just about whatever kind of offense they want. Like the Hawk on the season on the road, the Hawks are 16 and 20, like not a good road team. And the playoffs are three and one so far. So it's like, okay, if this team that's a pretty good home team, if they get if, if they even went 500 on the road, that's a win. You're going three and one on the post or on the road in the postseason. That's major. The thing, Doc Rivers is not exactly Mr. Adjustment. That's what that's what will worry me if I'm Philly. Like if I'm a Philly fan, I'm not I'm not scared. Like they still have the best player. They still should win this. Even losing game one, they still should win this series. It's it's a disaster if they lose this series and Embiid plays every game. But Doc Rivers has blown three one leads twice. Like adjustments are not really his forte. And so I do wonder if like if, if his big adjustment is like okay, only Matisse or Ben Simmons is guarding Trey Young. Like those are the only two people that will ever see him. Um I just want like it just feels like Nate McMillan is like one quick switch away from fixing that, like from flipping that. It's like, okay, like we'll just have Trey inbound the ball. Like we'll do something to where or we'll take him out of the play. So we're playing four on four. We're going to see, you know, how healthy is Embiid. Let's see him move left to right. That's That's the other thing is Embiid's hurt a little bit. So you like ideally you play it's the playoffs you want to play him like 45 minutes a game but then he has a torn meniscus it's like <laughs> it's one of those like nfl i don't think it's we just get used to the words like words we don't know what they like big words you hear torn meniscus oh yeah, his knee hurts concussion oh he got an ouch no his, his brain is bruised his brain his brain is literally bruised. he should not be back out there and so it's like torn meniscus like okay Let's see, like, because if, if you have Matisse or Ben Simmons on me, of course I'm gonna try to call a pick to get them off me. So if I can, get, you get Trey on Embiid. Let's just see how he looks in open space. He's still a great defender, but let's just see how he looks moving left to right or having to come out to the three point line. And after that, I don't know what adjustment Doc Rivers like. What, what, what's what's his adjustment? Joel Embiid scored 39 points. Like, what? Uh, do can you do that again, Joel? Uh, Ben, if you could just start shooting at all, like at all, um, that'd be great. So, I don't know. Hawks are in a – it's one of those, like, they needed to take game one or one of these first two to be taken somewhat seriously. And they did it. They were up 20 points, a good bit of that. So, they – I don't want the last couple minutes to overshadow how great they play. Like, it, it, you definitely take into account because the pressure definitely – gave them issues but for the first like 40 44 minutes it's like the hawks are just a better team they just look like the better team um we'll see if that was just a hot afternoon or what but so far so good so far so good hawks
Does it even matter though? I mean, the Nets, the Nets seem unstoppable. That's exactly what I was getting. To. I, like so far, so bad. Like what's the opposite of so far, so good? That's that's what Milwaukee's doing right now. Like the Hawks are like, hey, we, you know, we threw the first punch, still standing. We might get healthy. One more game, then we're going home. Milwaukee's like, ah, oh, geez, like. What? <laughs> We're oh man, we got to go home and play. Oh, I don't want to do this in front of my, uh, our fans. Um, I don't know what the hell is going like. They're just cooked, man. I don't know what to tell you. Like the Nets as a team are shooting 50, 44, 91 as a team. The whole team. I don't know if you've heard, but James Harden hasn't played. He played 40, <laughs> I think two seconds. And doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But what would scare me is that like Kyrie and Durant aren't like going crazy. That's what would scare me. Kyrie in the two games, he's 24 game on 22 shots and he hasn't taken a single free throw. You live with that. Game two, Durant went Durant, but game one, he had 29 points on 25 shots. Like this ain't like, oh man, what can you do? When Durant scores 80, what can you do? Uh, this is a team. It feels like, like with the Mavs team, nothing fits. This Nets team, it feels like everything fits. And I don't know if that's testament to. I mean, it's probably all the above. Some of the testament to the GM bringing in those guys, to the guys himself, to Steve Nash for using that way. But it's like off KD and Durant. It's like okay, your bigs, Claxton and Blake, know what to do. I mean, Blake Griffin just. Fleecing the entire state of uh, Michigan, the city of Detroit, just being like, oh, I can't jump listen, no more. <laughs> listen, I don't. Was it a fleecing? Listen, sometimes you go to a place for two, three, four years and you don't feel so well. OK, it and wasn't his choice to be go to Detroit. <laughs> no, exactly. And then you immediately get out and you are two hand put back dunking. I, did you see the dunk? The one where he went over Giannis and Giannis got out of the way. That oh, yeah. worried me too, right? Getting dunked on that happens, but Blake Griffin has it. He's back enough to the point where he rises for a dunk. Guys are like, "Ah, I shouldn't." That's a bad sign. That's a bad sign. Like you talk about adjust- what adjustments does Budenholzer make? And I know he gets he gets hell for his lack of adjustments, uh, and rightfully so. But I don't know what what are his adjustments here. You sit Chris Middleton down and you say, "Stop it." I was—I thought you could just just stop playing. Just he—he does he not look good. Uh, game one or two, which I feel like he's normally pretty good in the playoffs, so that feels a little surprising. It's not like they've got—I like, I don't know who their guard. It's not like the Nets have any like lockdown defenders to throw at him, right? Like Bruce Brown's fine. Joe plays hard, but it's like who? Nobody forcing you into like seven twenty, seven for twenty shooting, no free throws. Um, but like Shamit, DeAndre Jordan, he's another DeAndre Jordan just hasn't played. They just don't need him. No, the Nets shouldn't be good defensively. Like, <laughs> I know my Celtics got worked by them, but the Celtics scored like just not as right. not as prolifically. But Jason Tatum dropped fifty and then forty, and like was basically hunting everyone on the team not named Kevin Durant. Right. <laughs> you think that this Giannis fellow, two-time MVP, would be able to do it, but you just watch and it's like, I'm, my defender is going to stand at the free throw line, and it's a, building a wall is a pretty easy defensive strategy against Giannis. It, 
It is. Um, they have to get him off ball. They just can't start possessions with Giannis with the ball at the top of the key. It's not going to work. It's just, yeah. It's just, I mean, it's almost, it's somewhat Simmons-esque, right? Like, if you do that, it's like, okay, we know we don't have to go out but so far. Because you're not going to shoot it. You could call for a pick. You're not going to shoot it off the score. Like, you know what I'm saying? We're, we, that's just one thing we just don't have to worry about. And it's similar for the buck. I thought that was why they were kind of working, right? It's like, okay, Giannis is the best player. Holiday is probably the second best player with what he does offense, defense, but Middleton's like he's the all he can close it out. All right. That's why this works. Cause right, we don't have to be because Giannis is our best player. He didn't have to just take people ISO with 20 seconds left in the game. And then Chris Middleton's like, I'll do that. Uh, I'm not gonna make them, but I'm gonna <laughs> take it. Yeah. I'm gonna take the shots. And also, I'm trying to find it now. Drew Holiday hasn't played that well this series, I don't think. And I guess only the, like, 15 a game for him. Shouldn't I mean, it's like Kyrie's not going crazy. So a good bit of that is him. But it's like if you just look at like only the numbers from last year to this year. What playoff wise, what what is he doing different than Eric Bledsoe? He's a bet like he's a better player for sure. Like that that's not in question. That's so I don't want to put it like that. But I'm like last series, he 15 points a game, shot 20% from three. Oh, well, he's up this series. Now he's shooting 33% from three. Yeah. They, I, like <laughs> attack the basket. Like they who do they have yeah. back there? It's just like I don't get what the, the strategy is, but apparently. Dante DiVincenzo was the key to the holding this entire Bucks team together. Uh, the straw that stirs the drink. Uh, and it's in, because, like, they go to the backup guard minutes, and it's like, okay, Brent Forbes can shoot, but he lunch meat on defense. Connaughton can, Connaughton, he can, he's like, good athlete, can move his feet enough, doesn't make as many threes as you'd like him to, to make. Yeah, like, Bucks Jeff are Teague? shooting 25%. The fact that Jeff Teague is consistently oh. getting minutes is hilarious. That's and that's where again I'm kind of like, hey man, what's Bud supposed to do, bro? Like he looked down the bench, is like I just need someone who can dribble the ball. Jeff T's like I can do that, and he's like anybody else. Do we have anybody else here? Um, the Nasus, the Nasus, you want to play? <laughs> Me? He's like, no, you want? No, my brother went to the bathroom. Uh, sure would be nice if they had a uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich on their team. Man, Malcolm Brogdon, wouldn't that be something? Just had Malcolm brought just for nothing, and that's something. Um, but yeah, I don't this this series. I don't think Drew Holiday has quite like he was supposed to widen the gap between what Bledsoe brings in the playoffs. And round one, he was fine. He did like pass the ball, defense, and all that. This round, it's a thing. It's like, hey, when y'all ain't making shots, I'm not making shots either. That feel like the kind of Eric Bled like. When the Bucks were up 10 points, I don't think I've ever seen Eric Bledsoe miss a shot. <laughs> like, when they're winning, I don't think he misses. And when they're behind, like, four or more, I don't think he's ever made a shot. As soon so, as Terry calls him Drew Bledsoe, he just crumbles. Yeah, that, it, <laughs> it threw him off. Um, so, I, yeah, like, they're just going to go home and... they Like, game three, if they don't, like, they have to win. I mean, that's a bold statement from me, but I think they... <laughs> Analysis jam, uh... At what point does the general public turn on the Nets? At what point? Because I've st- like halfway through that game, I was just going, "This is stupid." 
Like they don't have James Harden, and this is dumb. Some plasters. Uh, They've ruined think, the NBA. I think Harden not being out there is saving them from being turned on yet, because it's one half. It's like, hey, they don't have a full team. Two, like they traded, you know, all their depth to get or what was thought to be all their depth and picks to get him. He's not there. People also just generally, I don't think, like James Harden. So when he's not there, it's no news is good news. Um, if they run through the Bucks four zip, I think, I think it would actually. We wouldn't talk about the Nets at all. We just talk about the Bucks. We would only laugh at the Bucks, which that's how this goes. Yeah, but then the when Bucks. they run through the Hawks or the Sixers oh four zip, I don't even want to. I don't even want to think about Nets Hawks, man. That's just. I, I was, say it's a bad matchup, like a team with Kevin Durant <laughs> isn't a bad matchup for literally everybody ever. Um, I don't Where know. is this tax that is supposed to be so, like, punishing teams that, like, when are the Nets going to be broken up? Like, you just look <laughs> at it, like, the ta- like, it's a policy failure. If every billionaire is a policy failure, the Nets existing is a policy failure. Listen, that's exactly it, it's the same, uh, uh, same way Kevin Durant got to Golden State. You mean to tell me the one time in history? The cap jumps is when the seven-foot shooting guard MVP is a free agent. Interesting. Very interesting. And and they have Dinwiddie coming off. If he declines, they have that guy coming off the books. Like, what's to stop the Nets for the next three? People are going to revolt. I'm starting the revolt. <laughs> I can see it in you. I'll also say this. If they win a ring this year already, I got to wonder if they just – get DeAndre Jordan at like, Hey man, just thanks for the, like, you know what I'm saying? You brought the team together. Uh, like we'll send you somewhere you want. We're not going to send you to, you know, Sacramento, but you know, it just, we'll take back like a conditional second round pick. That doesn't mean anything. And it's like, Ooh, now we got a little, uh, we'll probably bring back uh Blake Griffin, probably resign Blake Griffin. Um, Claxton sham is still cheap. Joe is signed. It's ugly, man. It's really ugly. Who's paying that tax? That tax bill better be $300 million. <laughs> Let me see. Right now, they are the second highest. They have the second highest payroll in the league. You want to guess who's number one? I know. It's because I looked it up before. But it's Golden State Warriors. It is the Golden State Warriors. We're about to pay Steph $80 million a year. Listen. Fair wage for fair work. Now, if they give a, anything over like five twenty-five an hour to Kelly Oubre, that's when I, <laughs> that that's when I got to put my foot down. Uh, Sammy Poppy's not mm, not over here. Um, yeah, listen, that's how the Buck series is going. We're talking about Kelly Oubre. I just don't like legitimate. I just don't know what adjustments they make. Like the Bucks are a top, I think top six in offense, top ten in D, or vice versa. They're top ten in both. And they had 65 points through three quarters last night against the 23rd ranked. D- like, that's the wild part. Them losing to, not that surprising. Them just not being able to, like, the Bucks just not being able to score. It's like, oh, man. Oh, uh, Joe Harris has him in hell. Like, Giannis can't move. He can't dribble the ball out there. Like, they've given up 120 each game to a three star team without a star. It's just, it's a tough scene, man. So just makes that Jason Tatum performance that much bit more special, you know. The only guy who can take down the Bucks. What? For one for one game for 20% of the uh 
25 percent yeah. of the victory is necessary uh hey but it's one better than the rest of the league is going to do because oh, the, the bucks would kill uh <laughs> for a victory you mean an outside shooter who can take guys one-on-one man wild I, I'm sure we'll see. I want. I just want to know how many people all time have made multiple All NBA's teams on their rookie contract. Because I know it. I know it's happened, but I also feel like it's one of those like you pull up the the guys that have done that. You're probably looking at like the Hall of Fame list, like the guys that have done it multiple times within their first four years. Like Magic, I'm looking, like, Larry, LeBron. Sha- Listen, Shaq was a top was declared a top fifty player all time while still on his rookie contract. So that I feel like that's probably the gold standard. Uh, but like Luca's about to do it, Tatum's about to do it, and it's one that like I Tatum's not Luca. Duh, I don't know if anyone uh, thought they were the same person, but I don't. Know, I just I feel like people are just in general too low on Tatum for what he's accomplished his first two years. Not to turn this into Celtics talk, but I, I just I can't believe how much I've heard is like, oh man, like they they did all this, they still don't have anything to show for it. They don't have the guy. I was like, yeah, they don't have the guy. Are we watching the same? <laughs> we watching the same people. The guy with the, the head of hair who grows two inches every summer. This is the guy that. Oh, all right. I'm not okay. here to argue with you. No, you're... yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> trade him now for picks. See what you yeah. Blow up, blow up the uh, the entire team. Um. I mean, I have more stuff written down for Milwaukee and Brooklyn. It just doesn't matter, right? Like Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday need to score at least fifty points, right? Like for them to stand a chance, like they need to get. <sighs> well, it's it's Giannis is shooting twenty percent from three and free throw. The free one throws are just like, yeah. One of those is expected, right? But if he shoot, it's like oh man, there's nothing. It's like okay, if he gets his dunks, he gets his dunks. But they're gonna foul. They're gonna build the wall, foul the shit out of him. Who's gonna make a play? I think it can even be Middleton or Holiday, right? Like you need them both to have good games. But as far as like making some, bu- you just need one person to when Giannis runs into the wall, kicks out. Somebody can do something, and nobody could because again they had sixty-five points in three quarters. You need to score over a hundred, and they just haven't done that. No. Um, I mean, you're going to give up 120, so (laughs) let's try to get over 110 to start. Let's like make it competitive in the fourth quarter. And I, I'm, I'm also so fascinated. Like, what happens going forward? Because one, I think they said like the past 20 years or whatever, no team has won the championship lower than I think 11th or 12th in defensive rating. I think 11th or 12th. And the reason they say the last 20 years, because the last team that did that was one of the Lakers teams. The 2000, 2001 Lakers were 21st in defense. And if I'm not mistaken, that was the year they only lost one game in the playoffs. I think that was the AI. Wasn't that like fat Shaq year where he just didn't play? He played. It was the whole team was basically. I'm going to recover on company time. Yeah, because the whole team was like, listen, if we get healthy for the play, we there's no competition. Um, Sounds an awful lot like a team we are playing right now. <laughs> Boy. Um, so that's, I think I the mean, Nets intentionally were like, eh, let's just have a guy sit out so there's no animosity built up towards us. And we'll just uh, only bring the bring the three together when we really need them in the finals, maybe. Like the Transformers? Uh, yeah. I don't – like early on, I was like, I don't hate it because it seems with the way they were missing games, 
it just didn't ever seem to be like, you know, oh, Harden's out, then Katie's out. Then it's like, oh, no, Harden's out for two weeks. Then Kyrie's out for a week. Then K- it felt like scheduled time off. Like, okay, you'll be back the first of July. Okay, no, you'll be back the first. James will be back. Uh, Kyrie will be going out on sick leave. But he'll Kyrie be didn't, wasn't even sick. He just left and they were like, yeah, cool. Just, <laughs> just leave. Uh, you, you do you. <laughs> he was sick of pawns. Sick of pawns is what he was. Um, but boy, they are gelling. It was like, oh, are they going to have enough defense? They got plenty of defense. When you're scoring 120, you got plenty of defense. But they going to have enough chemistry. This team looks like it's played together for 100 years. And their best friends, Jeff Green's having a great time while he's hurt. Blake Griffin's just like the best of pal. He's doing a tight five on like uh, New York subway systems on your halftime. <laughs> Blake just smile. He's never been healthier. He, he's the best shape he's ever been in uh, in his life. So, okay, I should. Do the Bucks get one? Yes, but only because the Nets do the same thing they do the Celtics and just take the foot off the gas in game three and just like, what's, what's the reason of playing hard when we can just, uh, but here's, that's another like long-term if I'm the Nets and I know it's like, okay, I know when every game one through seven is, it's like, huh? Oh, okay. We get two days of rest in between three and four. Okay, guys, you're not playing game three. You're not. Yeah. We'll, uh, just meet us in Milwaukee game four. You guys got a couple days to yourself. It's like, oh, the Bucks won one. They're back in it. And then it's like, oh, Kevin Durant's here. Uh, there goes our winning. So I don't know, man. It's like two series. Like, I'm really interested in Philly, Atlanta, and Denver, Phoenix. And I'm really not interested in – I was interested in Milwaukee, Brooklyn until it started. Um Thought it was going to be the NBA Finals. I thought it was going to be. I was like, man, this is the one I've been waiting all year for. And this is, let this be a lesson to you, children. Don't ever look forward to things. No, hope is a bad thing. It's the worst. Um, what about uh, what about Clippers Jazz? I'm not looking. I don't really. I just can't bring myself to root for either of these teams. I think that's what it comes down to. And I, it'll probably be a good see, like it's another like both these teams are top like seven or eight in offense and defense. So there's no no weak links here. Um, I just think it's gonna come like Kawhi Leonard is the best player in this series. Who's gonna be second? I think that's what it comes down to because I feel like it should be Paul George talent wise, but it could be Gobert, it could be Donovan Mitchell. Um, Bogdanovich just randomly. I feel like he just doesn't miss shots. He's not, I don't see him have the ball a lot. And you look up and he's got 20. Um, like Paul George had a pretty solid series against Dallas, jokes aside. Um, is he gonna be able to do it again? Like, who's I don't know who on the Jazz is guarding either one of those guys. Like, Dylan Brooks just gave the Jazz 25 a game for the whole series. Like, he never scored less than 21, never scored more than 31. Just steady buckets. And now they got Kawhi Leonard, who I think is probably maybe a little bit better than Dylan Brooks. Like, I think it's 1A and 1B. I think everybody could agree on. Um, so I don't know who guards who there. Reggie Jackson and Marcus Moore, they're just they're third and minute, third and fourth in minutes and shots. But that's just too much Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson for me. It's just, it's just too much. It's the, it's the answer though. They like the, 
credit to Ty Lue for going small and like actually playing Marcus. Like I think Ty Lue is probably the best coach remaining in the playoffs right now, just in terms of adjustments. And so mm-hmm. I think it gives like, I think it gives the Clippers a chance. I just don't know what you do with go. Like, do you play Zubach on the floor because you like want to match up like against Gobert or do you try to go small? And I also yeah. like the idea of Marcus Morris hitting a bunch of corner threes against the jazz in Utah, talking all sorts of shit mm-hmm. to the fine folks of Salt Lake city, maybe talking shit to Rudy Gobert. Like maybe this was talking about maybe. Oh, so that's like that's that's what I'm looking forward to in this series is like can the can the Clippers go small, maybe play some more five out and just draw Gobert out, and mm. uh, it's going to be interesting because I think that's like what does go Gobert's not an offensive threat, like he is a lob right. guy, but he's not you're not going to run post ups for Gobert, and right. so can they get away with uh, just playing a little bit of a smaller lineup because that's what they eventually needed to do against the Mavericks, and so Ty Lue's going to make adjustments. I just don't know what happens. Like, what do they do with Gobert? Yeah, I, I think Tyler. I think he deserves a lot of credit. Like, it, he won't get it because he was going against like the Matt, who are just not a good team. They have a star player, it's just not a good team. But he went up and down that road. Like, you can't, you can't say that man didn't try. Like, Zubac was getting killed, got him off the court. Pat Bev was getting killed, got him off the court. Luke Kennard hadn't been playing. He playing now. Terrence man, okay, like he was. Just, I feel like he was just throwing everything, uh, and until he found something that worked, which is what you're supposed to do. But I think, I feel like that's their like. If you play Zubak against the Jazz, what? Not even for them. What benefit is it giving you? Because you're not posting him up. He's not dominant on the rebounds. You know what I'm saying? He's fine. He's he's a fine player, but he's not dumb. But if you go to, I'm guessing like Marcus Morris, Kawhi. Batum, PG, Pat Bev is just like, okay, yeah, we're going five out. Pretty switchable, right? Because any one of those five guys could hold their own against like somebody as small as Conley or like Bogdanovich. And again, y'all are a great shooting team. That would be my thing. Like, okay, we're just gonna we're gonna sacrifice Marcus Morris or whoever to Rudy Gobert. If they want to throw it into the post and like, or if they want to run pick and roll a hundred single a hundred times. Rudy Gobert is going to have to score a hundred single hundred times. We're sticking with the shooters. We're like switching when we can. And on the other end, yeah, the point is five out, draw him as far away, far away from the basket as possible and probably attack the, the weak side, the side he's not on. So there's no, either team winning this wouldn't surprise me. I just, the jokes are just going to be so good. If like if the Jazz blow this one seed, that'll be tremendous. If the Clippers did all they did for two straight years to just go out in the second round, that'll be tremendous. Um, so that's why I, I, I'm torn. I'm torn. I really I don't know who I want to root against. I mean, it's it's the Jazz. I want to root against the Jazz, but it'd be really funny if the Clippers did all this for nothing. It'd be hilarious. So. I'm torn there. Uh, who do you think? Like, if you we have this one stars tonight, I believe. So who? Yeah, who? You, what's your prediction on that? I think the Jazz. I don't know. It feels really tough to pick the Jazz, but they've been very good. I don't like it. They're good. It just feels bad. I don't like it. But they are very good, and they're just like pretty talented. They're two six man of the year candidates. Like they have a pretty solid bench. Like 
I don't know. I like it feels like the Jazz should win, but then there's always the best player in the series factor, which Kawhi becomes Kawhi. I mean, I don't know. I got I got zero takes. I'm not I'm not gonna make a pick. I'm gonna be like Brian oh, Windhorse and refuse to make a prediction. No, I said last I remember last week on this show, I said I don't know if Kawhi still has it to be that guy anymore in terms of the guy that shows up every night or every game, offense and defense. And he heard it. So, hey, Kawhi, because uh, he definitely showed up for six or seven. Um, but, again, it's I really think it's going to come down to who's the second best because we know who the best player in this series is. And if it's going to be – if Paul George is going to step up, I, it just feels not impossible, but hard to win a series where you don't have either of the two best players. Now, after that, they've probably got like three through seven, right? So that'll be the test. But the top two, that's tough. And again, when one of them is Kawhi Leonard, who has shown he can do this every round on the road at home, he can hit the big shot, step up on defense. But the Jazz, I think if the Jazz win this series, I think they're going to the finals. If the Jazz and the Nets play in the finals and the Nets have not lost a game, like, I might not watch. I, I I just couldn't root for the Jazz. I couldn't. <laughs> I would not root for the Jazz. I would. What's worst case? It's got a Bucks Jazz has to be worst case scenario for the league, right? Just market wise. Yeah. Oh, that's despicable. Um, Brooklyn Jet because that that would just scare me so much because it's like, oh my god, what if the Jazz make it and they win? They beat this super like the Dirt team beat the beat uh, LeBron's Miami team that first year. Nobody saw that coming. It's like, oh, LeBron, they made the finals. They figured it out by now. If the Jazz just get there and just. And just do it with teamwork and ball. Just, oh, oh, God. Just, just stop, man. Uh, just screen assist and box outs and. Rudy Gobert finals MVP. Oh, oh, yeah. the, the only finals MVP to ever average eight points and four rebounds uh, <laughs> over a six game series. But 25 screen assists a game. I'm really worried. Um just be, well, I'm, I'm less worried. It was my main thing was like if they meet in the conference finals, I think the Suns can win, but not if Chris Paul has one arm. It's looking like he has two arms now, so I don't know. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have a prediction for this one either. I'm not gonna predict it either. Prediction is everybody loses. I just want to see Donovan Mitchell go up in flames. That's really it. Clippers Jazz, bad for America? You tell me. I just know the the further the Jazz go, the more they're going to start talking to Carl Malone. That's just how this goes. Like, he's been doing, like, the little press tour already. If they start, he'll come, I don't even know what their, like, process is. He ring the bell in Utah or what? Milk the cow? You come out to, like, home court, milk the cow or whatever the, you know what I mean? Um so it'll be more calm Malone. I don't want that. I don't want that for anyone. Did you see him posing out like outside the stadium with a Carl Malone statue? <laughs> I saw the video, but like the caption was like, get a load of Carl Malone. And I was like, I'm not watching this video. <laughs> so um okay, I lied. I'm gonna make a pick. Um I'm going jazz and stick, man. I don't like it. I don't like it, but Gross. I count on the Clippers. I just cannot count on the Clippers. You know who I can count on, though? 
Baby boy of the week. Baby boy of the week. It's baby boy of the week time, Jan. I don't know if you pieced that together. Um, Devin Booker. Devin Booker, I think he might be our first two-time recipient, but it's worth. I, I like to spread the love around, man. But I, I got to call it like I see it too. In the last week since we spoke, Devin Booker has played three games. He played Game Five when he's tied two-two with the Lakers. He had thirty points, seven rebounds, five assists, won that game. Game Six. Up 3-2, looking to close out the series on the road, no less, and send a man who's never been sent home in the first round home. He had Brad 46 Stevens? points. Yeah. Oh, too soon. Too soon. Um, no, he had 47 points, 11 rebounds, hit eight threes, was perfect from the line. And most importantly, he left in the all-black, the, the Buick Grand National. Just, oh. I wouldn't call myself a car person, but that's one of those you just see those. And it's like, oh man, that's a nice car. I don't, I don't be a car guy, and I don't be Dale Earnhardt to know that much. And then if he like, if that wasn't enough, game one of the second round, after their first, after the Suns' first playoff series victory in over a decade, they hadn't made it to the second round in over a decade. He's playing against the the current MVP or who will be the MVP. And like you said, a fishing game, 21 points on 12 shots, eight assists, another win, and another fire car. Drove out in the, the all-gold uh, Caprice with the gold rims. So it might be joint. But Devin Booker and his uh, automobile procurer are baby boys of the week. I'm proud of you both. They both went to Kentucky? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's where he first got his cars was probably yeah, I mean, listen he, when he first got to uk he was 15 so he got his permit there learned how to drive um and the rest was history so congratulations Devin. looking forward to uh you know the game two game i want to see what he pulls up in like i, I do want to see how far this like does he just have legit he's like i got some fire for every single home game like, if we go to game seven of the NBA Finals, I've got a new whip. So, I want to see how far this goes. You're doing great, Devin. You're doing great, my friend. And now, everybody's favorite part. The part where you listening get to make some money. Get to make some money going directly in the opposite direction of anything that I pick. It's really that simple. So I'm looking at my, yeah, can you show me some, uh, give me some rivals up on the screen if we can. Here we go. Here we go. Point, ooh. Points, rebounds, assist. Joel Embiid or Trey Young plus two. I don't know how I feel about this. Because MB does points. He hasn't been like, I think that's going to, I think the meniscus, that'll be a thing. It'll be more eight and nine rebounds and not as many 12 and 13. I'm tempted to pick Trey, man. Because he's going to have to score and he's going to have to pass. And he's getting two. 
Yeah, it feels like points are pretty equal, and then assists and rebounds are pretty equal. So, and if they're going to be trapping Trey Young, and then he's just going to get assists galore with uh, Bogey and Herder and all these other people. Or, or I hate to say, I agree with you. Again, maybe it is Doc Rivers. Maybe Doc Rivers comes out and is like, "Now, nah, second time's a charm, Danny Green. You get like you, you learn from your mistakes. Uh, go get them, kid." I'm going Trey there. I like I like getting the plus points. That feels pretty even. Um, another points re- rebounds assist: Ben Simmons or John Collins. Now. Excuse me, John Collins is getting plus nine, which is because he he'll score not big on I mean a decent rebounder, not big on assist. Simmons can kind of do it all, but plus nine though, Jam. Will Ben Simmons make a free throw? Under- will Will Nate McMillan uh, continue to hack a Simmons with up <laughs> eight thirty seconds to play? I mean, listen, you can never be too sure. You can never – it's like Trey rolling the ball off the court when they're up like 10, four seconds left. You really can never be too sure. Um, Simmons only had four rebounds in that first game, 10 assists, 17 points. Hmm. John Collins is going to get some open three-pointers if he can continue knocking down, plus nine. It's t- If I – it's like if I if I could sell myself, like, okay, and B's not getting them three or four rebounds, that's where John's getting them. I just need that second category, but – I don't feel comfortable going with Ben Simmons in the playoffs. I'll go with John Collins here. Give me John. Give me the plus nine. And we have got. Ooh, I'm bypassing Kawhi Donovan. I like this Paul George. It's uh, just points, only points. Paul George or uh, Bojan, Bojan Bogdanovich. But he's getting five and a half points. How you feel? Does something jump out there to you? I don't know about that one as I read it. Just putting any sort of uh, game of skill uh, decision and backing Paul George in the playoffs? I think that's kind of where I'm at with it. I think that's kind of where I'm at with it. Uh, yeah, give me Bogdanov. I feel like Bob Don- he'll have no points tonight. Like, I feel like he just doesn't have bad games. Like He might have an off game where he's 15 points on five for 11 shooting. He's an automatic, like, 15 points. Yeah, like minimum. Can Paul George score 19 points on three of 14, like, from deep? Absolutely. (laughs) In the first half, definitely. Definitely so. Uh, But, no, let's lock those. We'll lock those in. We'll lock those in. We'll jump over to the over-unders. This is where we're going to make our hay. I can feel it. I can feel it. Clint Capella, 12 and a half rebounds. I think that's where those Joel Embiid rebounds are going. Had 10 last game, but 15. He was rebounding a storm during the next game. Give me the over on Capella's rebounds. So there you go. Of course, he'll have four <laughs> tonight. Um Embiid, 30 and a half points. I, I'll go over on that because it's He's healthy enough. They clearly don't have anything to stop him. He'll get to the free throw. Like, he'll get 15 of that at the free throw line. So, I'm going over with Embiid's points. And 
I need something to root against. I'm going under Donovan Mitchell, 29 and a half points. Uh, that, that, that's the feel good pick. I mean, I'm going to fade it just because, you know, I'm sure. trying to make money, but sure. that like with my, with my heart and soul, I'm, I'm with you there a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I'm, I just need, sometimes you just need something to, to, to root against in your heart and Donovan Mitchell will always. For me, it's Kyle Kuzma, but you yeah, know, you gotta okay. have, you gotta Carl. have someone. Carl against. Kuzma. Carl. Carl. That's like, I call uh Kent Bazemore, Kurt Bazemore. I don't know why, but. <laughs> Listen, I still don't know the name of the Jets quarterback, so I'm no uh I'm no one to 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 make jokes here. Um but yeah, let's go. Embiid over 30 points, Capella over 12 rebounds, Mitchell. Oh no, did I hit the wrong one? I hit the wrong one. Okay, now I'm locked. Fuck, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I picked Donovan Mitchell from the rival screen, not the over under. So now I'm locked into Donovan Mitchell. I need him to score one and a half more points than Kawhi Leonard. You need him to score? Oh, sheesh. I, you know, I'll root to lose before I root for Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> I'm yeah. fine with that. And the other one, yeah, give me Bogdanovich plus five and a half points on Paul George. Give me John Collins plus nine points, rebounds, and assists on Ben Simmons. And give me Trey Young. Plus two on points, rebounds, assists on Joel and B. I'm so upset. I bet on Donovan Mitchell. I got a okay wrist team. I said I'd call you out. How do I undo this? <laughs> how how do I uh, simply uh, get my money back? Just gotta uh, send all... back that PS5 and then yeah. Okay, listen. If that's what I ungo to the game. Okay. If that's what needs to be done so I can unbet on Donovan Mitchell, then that's what needs to be done. So hoping we get some good uh playoff games. Hopefully Milwaukee just doesn't nah, they're probably gonna roll over. Who knows? What's the con- what what's the conference finals you want? Not you think will happen. What's of, of the teams left? What's the conference finals you want? Suns Clippers. Net Sixers. I want Suns Clippers just because I don't know. Wait, wait, know. sorry, take that back. I don't want the Sixers to win at all. I was gonna uh, say, you drunk? Knits Hawks. I'm, I'm in on the villain Trey Young. I would, okay. love, I would love to see the Hawks. I, I want Suns Clippers just because I don't. D Book and Paul George have a thing. I don't know. They don't like each other. I don't know what. It, I don't think anybody likes Paul George. Respectfully, I don't think it's like they. I don't think they dislike him. But I feel like he gets a startling. Lack of respect from other players, especially for being really good. So I'd like Suns Clippers. Then, now nah, give me yeah, give me Nets Hawks because the Nets come in here and win four nothing. It's like, hey, what do you what can you do? We're playing Hawks are already playing with the house money. They weren't even supposed to after the first half of the season. They were supposed to be in the lottery right now. So, yeah. although if the Bucks could come back. And it's like take down the mighty nets, and then they lose to Trey Young, and the uh, that's I mean I like ideally it would be Bucks Hawks, but I just don't think it's like you can even pick that nah, because it's ridiculous. Not in good faith. And the only thing is, well, of course I want the Hawks to go as far as possible, but I've just learned legacy wise, if Trey's really going to build a legacy, he can't lose in the finals. It's better well, lose, better to not make the playoffs uh, than it is to lose in the finals. 
So I think that's the one, that's what Giannis has going for him. Last two years they flamed out. You do it before the finals, though, not on not on the resume. So he he's a smart boy, but yeah, that'll do it for this week. I think we we got a, two good series. One I don't want to root for at all, and one has ruined the league. One okay. The only thing I'm hoping for with this last, if James Harden comes back and ruins the chemistry, that's the only thing I'm like. He comes back, I was like, oh man, the ball's sticking a lot more. Nobody's moving their feet on defense. Ruins uh, it how by setting up Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Irving. Right. Yeah. Like, Listen, the Nets content to dribble it out up 170 to uh, 44, uh, but they didn't look pleased with each other. So. Yeah, we'll see. I was going to talk about Julio, too, but uh, he's a Titan now. Sounds like it's official. He's just this wild, best player, one of the best players in your franchise history, and you just get traded for like the what's going to be like the 58th pick in the draft. It's a tough scene, man. But I will say right now, if he catches 15 touchdowns, I will buy his Titans jersey. Woo. I will buy his Titans jersey. I will put that out there. If he gets the the stink of the Falcons off, but if he doesn't catch fifteen touchdowns, I'll burn his Titan jersey. <laughs> he has to buy me a Bentley, like Robert Kraft. Um, no, no, no. We'll figure that. Julio, he has to come on the show uh, if he doesn't catch fifteen touchdowns. I mean, the recipe. The recipe for the Titans is there. It's Julio catches the ball and gets it down to the five, and then you just punch it in with Derrick Henry. Like that's pretty good offense. I don't know football, but that sounds good to me. Was it AJ Brown, Julio, and Henry? This is the strongest team of all time. I don't know what like Tannehill should throw about seven passes all over. Oh, like, like that are non-screen pa- that are non-screen passes. I forgot Tannehill is there. Oh, don't you ever forget Ryan Tannehill's driving this car? Um, so it might it might end up at its destination. It might end up in a ditch. Um. But listen, Henry, AJ Brown, and and uh, Julio, pretty good, pretty good. But somebody else's franchise receiver will get traded next week. I'm sure we'll uh, talk about that. So for episode 1,274, I'm not here to argue. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to Super Producer Jam. Be sure you go to Underdog Fantasy. Get that app. Promo code Trill. They are it's literal twenty five dollars they're giving away, which I wish I had right now because I accidentally game of skilled on Donovan Mitchell. Oh man, prob- the the you just got to use that twenty five dollars on Donovan Mitchell because you know that you mistakenly putting money on him is gonna he's gonna go off. It's the ultimate fade trail. It's like if, put all 25 on Donovan Mitchell's over, and you're just going to be a, a gazillionaire. You might win the million from a, a, the underdog contest and then just another million from your odds. Like I'm telling you, could become like a, a double millionaire tonight. Double millionaire. So we'll check back in next week, see who won their million, see how they spent it, uh, see what kind of – consoles are left at my door or whatever underdog want to put me on the court for philly hawks man i don't even know i don't even want to put any ideas so i don't even want to think about games three and four being here in atlanta um, but that'll do it appreciate you all for listening 
appreciate you super uh, super jam and we'll catch you next time